Welcome to season two, episode one, The Mentor's Voice. I'm Chris Mormon, President Marketum, here with Christy Kramer from Leading Age. Christy, we've done it. We've made it to season two. I know. And we have a really cool person to kick off our season two with. And it's very appropriate because it is the incoming board chair of Leading Age. His name is Mike King, and he is the national president and CEO of Volunteers of America, which is a large, large organization, and they have one of the largest affordable housing portfolios in the country. So that's really exciting. Um, He is the incoming chair of Leading Age. And so we had our former Leading Age intern from the Summer Enrichment Program, Jantasia Benning, interview him, and they had such a great conversation. Uh, It is one of our shorter podcasts, actually, Chris, but it is probably one of the ones that's more packed with great insights and tips. Uh, so it is a great episode to to check out. Yeah, Mike King was firing off a bunch of great quotes that you had jotted down and shared with me. So, uh, you know, if you're a, if you're a note taker, if you like, you know, positive um, reinforcement, Mike's got a lot of really great stuff to share with you. So we are excited. We are entering into season two. Um, we kicked this off after Leading Age Annual. Um, last year in the middle of pandemic. And here we are a year later. And so we are using Leading Age Annual kind of as our our annual um, cycle, our you know seasonal thing. So we are in season two and we are so, so excited for all of you to be listening. So we hope that you enjoy The Mentor's Voice season two, episode one, featuring Mike King. Hello, everyone. My name is Jantasia Benning, and I have with me here Mike King, who is the CEO of Volunteers of America. So first, I want to thank him for joining me and being a guest on The Mentor's Voice. You bet, Jantasia. It's great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we'll just jump right in with our first question, and that is, why did you choose this field, or how did you get into this field? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Jantasia. Uh, I, I really chose this field uh, early on, as far as a, a broad category, uh, when I was a junior in high school, I, I, I really sensed the call to ministry, actually. And, 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 and as I got involved in ministry and then went to school to become a minister uh, to Texas Christian University, I, I became very involved in human services and in volunteering for human services uh, uh, in, in the city of Fort Worth uh, and, and, and working in the affordable housing, uh, working with uh, youth and working with folks who, who, who needed opportunities and didn't have very many opportunities. And, and literally, that really became my ministry. So instead of going into a congregational ministry uh, where I would like be, be a, a preacher at a, at a church, instead, I really felt like uh, human services was my ministry. And so then I, I, I made the the, the decision to look for opportunities to work in, in human services. And yet for me, it was still going to be like, like, like serving a ministry. Uh, as I said to folks, it was just going to be someone different signing my check, uh, but, but it was still going to be a ministry for me. And so, and so that's what I did uh, coming out of school. And then I've been in the nonprofit human service space uh, my whole career, uh, uh, including now when literally at the same time, we're a human services organization, but also we come from a faith-based environment. So uh, uh, we have a spiritual background there, but it's part of our inspiration. It's not part of the execution. 
Okay, so you sort of kind of remained in the human services sector, just in different capacities all along. So um, I want to ask you, what is something that you now know that you wish you had known entering the world of Volunteers of America specifically? Oh, interesting. Great, great question. Uh, you know, I think, I think number one, uh, it would it would be to know that 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 this is a journey. It truly is a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, that you don't have to do everything you ever wanted to do tomorrow. Uh, to, to 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 truly be patient and enjoy the moment, enjoy the learning of every moment, and and enjoy how you can learn how how other folks need certain services and at the same time need certain responses from you to be be able to sort of capitalize on that. And so you, you learn about that. You learn about how the world has affected them. So it's truly, you learn that empathy through those experiences. So to give yourself the time, to really take the time to learn that and not have to have all the answers right off the bat. Okay, so I want to transition here just a little bit and talk about some of the impacts COVID-19 had on Volunteers of America. So as a leader, you are the CEO. How should one handle a situation like this? How do you remain the leader you need to be when you're in the midst of all this uncertainty? Uh, it's a great, great, great question. The, number one, uh, it affected Volunteers of America dramatically because we're in aging services. We do aging services as far as uh, senior housing, as far as uh, folks uh, being in skilled nursing, assisted living, uh, those those kinds of circumstances, providing their health care, if you will. Uh, and so we were literally in the trenches against this virus. Uh, our population was was the most vulnerable of all populations. Uh, and so we knew we would literally have have illness, we would have losses, we would have folks passing away. Uh, as a result of it, there was no way to statistically avoid that. Uh, but the most important thing for me, I think, as a leader going through this, was I needed to truly listen, really, really listen closely to what those, those hands-on staff, those hands-on staff that were in the trenches serving patients every day, serving seniors every day, serving people every day who either had a risk of catching the virus or maybe knew someone that did or already had it, uh, to be able to listen to them and hear what they were going through and hear what they needed to be able to, to, to really stay healthy, stay healthy mentally as well as physically. Uh, because this this has worn out everybody. I mean, when you when you look back at it, this 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 past year and eight months, year and ten months, uh, uh, it, it it has drained our entire nation. It's drained the entire world, frankly, uh, uh, from dealing with this. And it, and it's also been the circumstance where every day is a new day. What you counted on yesterday may not be there tomorrow. It may be totally different tomorrow. And so you literally start fresh uh, every, every day. Uh, I think listening, listening to, 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 to our staff and listening to our clients, obviously, uh, uh, was, was the number one important thing to do. Uh, uh, you weren't going to have a lot of answers right at first. All you could really have is, is, is compassion uh, and, 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 and caring. And so you had to truly listen to know what they were going through. Along the same lines, 
As the last question, speaking of things being overwhelmed, there are so many problems in the world and they can seem very overwhelming. Um, if you go on the Volunteers of America website, you will see that they are the nation's largest and most comprehensive service organization. So what would your advice be to someone who wants to make a change but is overwhelmed by the cross-sectionality of problems, the magnitude, the systemic nature, et cetera? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good consideration. I think, number one, I think it's good to know yourself really well and to, and to do always take advantage of every form of testing that people offer you to, you know, whether they're personality tests or various kinds of tests to try to identify what, 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 what your strengths and likes are and that sort of thing. Because I think as you, as you go forward, I think it's important to identify where it is that you feel you can have the greatest impact. What, what makes you feel like you have had a positive impact on, on, on someone and where do you think you can, because of a unique perspective you have, maybe from your personal life, from your professional life, uh, from, from your uh, family life, uh, something that you could share uh, and, and, and it gives you a, a unique insight. I think, I think that's when we feel the very best is when we feel like we have, we have shared something or had a, a skill that was very useful in that, in, in, in that circumstance. And I think that would be the way to, to help guide you into what would be the most rewarding uh, a career to have. Okay, I want to shift again here. So the purpose of the Mentor's Voice is for students and young professionals to be able to learn from leaders. So what would you say are the three most important characteristics that a young leader should have? Okay, I think, I think number one, I think is, is, is an odd one that most folks wouldn't think of first, probably, but it's humility. Uh, I, I think you truly need to be humble and realize that you are, are blessed to have the opportunity to serve and that you truly are a servant leader, if you will, uh, that, you, that you are in that role uh, and, 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 and therefore to be thankful for that, uh, for the opportunity to serve others. Uh, uh, secondly, I, I would say uh, is, is to have the capacity to, to, to be patient to be patient with the human condition uh, uh, because you'll be working with folks at times uh, when maybe they don't make all the right decisions uh, and do all the best things for their own health and, and, and for their own circumstances. And, and, and I think the more you can be patient there, the, then the better effect you're going to have with them. Uh, uh, and then I guess last but not least is a, is a really intense desire to learn. I, I, I think we, we never stop learning, you know, for, for as long as we're, we're, we're on this earth, we never stop learning. And, and, and I think to be a really good leader, you need to be constantly uh, uh, pushing yourself to learn more and more and more about the different areas that you have an interest in and the areas where you feel that you are compelled to serve. Yes, I love that, especially the last one. <laughs> okay, and finally... This past week at the Leading Age annual meeting, you were inducted as the new board chair for Leading Age. So first, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you much. <laughs> and what do you hope to achieve during your term as board chair? Well, you know, I think, I think the number one thing that's on my mind right now is 
is is helping us shepherd, if you will, shepherd our 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 our, our people who are involved in serving the aging community as they come out of recovery from this pandemic. I think I think that is clearly the number one objective uh, on our plate uh, is, is is to transition. Uh, uh, from from being in the throes of the pandemic to life after the pandemic. And the truth is, we will all be discovering what that life is going to be after the pandemic. Uh, we don't know if it's going to mean uh, uh, vaccines every six months and booster shots every six months, and if it's masks in certain crowded settings and, and all the different regulations and protocols that we've uh, been engaged in in, in, the, in the last year and a half. We, we now have to navigate that and start to sort of see what is our pathway going forward. How much of our older lifestyle will be, will, will be re- revisited? How much of it will be gone uh, uh, and, and, and not revisited? And we create a new paradigm, if you will, going forward. I think the most important thing in front of us is shepherding this transition for everyone that's in the aging services field going forward, going forward uh, in their career, Number one, maintaining their own health, their own mental health, their own well-being, and at the same time, then being capable of, of providing well-being and service for others. I think that's that's the number one task at hand right now. Yes, absolutely. I love that also. That is so important and is going to be so important. So that was our last question. Again, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on The Mentor's Voice. Hey, thank you. I've enjoyed it. And and, uh, I love your questions. Leading Age, the trusted voice in aging, in partnership with Markentum, a marketing agency focused on the field of aging, is excited to present you with the mentor's voice. We believe that conversation between our field's mentors and the next generation of students and young professionals is vital for the ongoing success in the field of aging. Each episode of the Mentor's Voice podcast will feature a student or young professional interviewing a mentor. Through this conversation, the Mentor's Voice gives us all an opportunity to learn from each other, new and seasoned alike. All right. Thanks so much for listening to Season 2, Episode 1, featuring Mike King. We are so thankful for each and every one of you entering into this new season with us. We're excited And we're also excited for all of the awesome things that are happening in the leading age world. Obviously, getting to hear a little bit about Mike King and his involvement is really great. But Christy, what else do we need to know about leading age right now? Well, first, for the students that are out there, we are in the process of getting all of our internship sites posted on our careers.aging.org webpage. So keep checking, uh, refresh that page every few days to just check to see who's new that's posted their internships on there for this coming summer, 2022. And our goal really is that by you know Christmas break, you guys will have a comprehensive list of opportunities for you to apply to. The other thing that you can look forward to is that starting in January, we're gonna start doing a virtual student program 
where once a month we'll get together and have different guest speakers. Uh, we've heard from students that they're really interested in a lot of HR type of topics. So we're going to probably recruit some of our fabulous members to host some conversations about interviewing tips and uh, resume tips and anything else that you need to know about getting landing that first job or internship in aging services. Yeah, so important. I really appreciate it. You gave me the opportunity to speak to students at Leading Age Annual this year and just talk about personal branding, social media, that kind of stuff. Great conversation. So cool to get to connect with the students. And uh, so make sure you plug into this, what Christy's talking about. And be sure, as always, to visit our website, thementorsvoice.com, where you can connect with us on social media through Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. Obviously, we are in a new season. I've said it about a million times so far in this episode, but I'm going to say it again. We're in a new season, and we are always looking for uh, new leaders, mentors that would like to be interviewed. It's really great. Christy was just telling me about a potential mentor that we may have connected with through Leading Age Annual. And so just neat to see who um, finds their way into our world, who we connect with, and we would love to interview you. So if you're listening and you think you may be up for the challenge of being interviewed by a student and sharing your story about how you're leading in aging services, reach out to us. That would be really awesome. And finally, Make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple or Google. Look for The Mentor's Voice. <music>